How often have you come away from a meeting amazed at how many people said nothing? Or maybe it was a meeting where you sat silently through it. It happens so many times. In part, this can be through not knowing the role you're expected to perform when you attend a meeting, or not being pushed to fulfil that role. In this episode, I'll look at the role that everybody has when they attend, and how this can improve your meetings. So let's get started. Are you providing the leadership in your practice? Maybe you found out what a complicated and difficult role this can be. I'm Gary Hughes, and this is the Leadership in Practice podcast, where I'll be helping you manage some of the challenges all leaders face. I'll be giving you ideas and tools and helping you understand how you can be a better leader of your practice. It feels like general practice, primary care and the wider NHS is full of meetings, although that's probably not any different to any other sector or any other organisation. And so many of them are ineffective. So many times I've come away from a meeting thinking, what a waste of time. And quite often at a meeting I'll look around and so many people are sitting quietly, maybe on their mobile phones, their laptops or just otherwise not engaged or interested at all. And after a meeting it's quite common to talk to people and they'll agree what a waste of time or more interestingly they might say they didn't understand what was being said or they didn't agree with what was being said. There are so many meetings I've seen where people sit silently whether that's one of our monthly CCG meetings or a practice meeting you do sometimes think that people attend just for the free lunch or that they're obliged to do so. And I think through the lockdown, virtual meetings have made no difference to this at all. In fact, I think they've probably made this worse. It's so easy to be able to mute your audio or even turn your video off and then you're completely silent. Is there any point in being there at all? There may be very little we can do about the number of meetings we have, but we can do something about why people sit quietly through the meetings saying nothing and not engaged. I think there are several reasons why people sit quietly. Quite often it may be that they'll have a lack of confidence. Not everybody is comfortable speaking up in front of an audience. Even if that's half a dozen people, it can be intimidating. But if it's a larger meeting with dozens of people and possibly people that you don't know, it's quite often a situation that people aren't comfortable in and certainly not comfortable enough to actually speak up so everybody pays attention to them. So a lack of confidence can be one of the reasons. The other reason can be uncertainty of why they're there. It's not uncommon to be sent an invite for a meeting but not actually be told why you're invited. You may be given an agenda but you actually might not know what are those points for. Are they just for presentation of information? Are they for a discussion? Are they for a decision to be made? You may not actually be sure why it is you're attending so you don't know what part you're supposed to play in the meeting. There is another reason why people don't say anything and that can sometimes be that they actually want to deliberately disrupt. It might seem that being silent is a strange way to be disruptive but if the purpose of the meeting is to get a decision or to get some information in order to progress a project or bring something closer to a decision, if you actually sit there quietly withholding you can be delaying things. It can be quite a disruptive tactic. 
And I know sometimes in meetings that does happen. People will be silent just to try and disrupt the progress. So I feel there's three reasons why people will quite often sit quietly at a meeting. They may lack confidence, they may be uncertain of their role, or they may be trying to deliberately disrupt. If you have been invited to a meeting, then it's right to assume that you're needed and also your engagement is needed. Whoever's invited you obviously feels that you'll be able to add some value. Maybe it's that you have an opinion or knowledge that's going to be important to the discussion. Maybe you're the one that's going to be making the decision, whether that's on behalf of your practice or your primary care network or the group that you represent. So if you are attending a meeting, or maybe you're holding the meeting or chairing the meeting, remember everyone has a role at the meeting. And that role can be considered in three parts. The first of these may be stating the obvious, but it's to contribute. The minimum that you should expect from people attending a meeting or the minimum that you should do if you're attending a meeting is to contribute. Be ready to offer an opinion. It doesn't matter what your actual work role is. You have an opinion that matters. So be ready to offer your opinion. The other thing that you should be prepared to contribute is any experience you have that you think will be relevant. We all have different roles, but we all do work together and what we do impacts on each other. So our experience is absolutely relevant to everybody else. So whether you're a non-clinician or a clinician, your experience is absolutely relevant. So do be prepared to offer your opinion or any relevant experience that you might have. It might also be that you've maybe done what's being discussed. Maybe you're at a meeting where the discussion is about starting something new and maybe you've already done what's being discussed. Or maybe it's something that you've already got some expert knowledge or skills on. It might be something that you've done in a previous career or your practice or network is already doing. Or it might be that you have an influential voice, maybe through your skills, the time you've been in the area or your knowledge. Or for whatever reason, it might be that yours is an influential voice. It might be one that can help the discussions along. So be prepared to contribute. Now, the second part of the role that everybody has is to clarify. It's not uncommon to leave a meeting and people will be saying, I didn't understand, when what they should have done is whilst they were there in the meeting to ask for clarification. So if you're at a meeting and there's something that you don't understand, ask for clarification. It's almost certain that you won't be the only one that's sitting there thinking, I don't understand. It's always the fear that, oh, everybody else might know it might only be me. But you know that rarely, rarely, if ever happens. So if there's something you don't understand, ask for clarification. You'll be helping others as well. It can often be that practice managers will see these bigger pictures and see things that others haven't. So don't sit there quietly. Ask for clarification. Or it could be that you actually are sitting there understanding everything. But looking around, you may see that others don't. You may see blank faces that clearly show not everybody has grasped what you have. So if that is the case, help by clarifying. You might think you're stating the obvious, but you're clearly not if others haven't understood. So be prepared to offer the clarification. It may be that you've seen something that others just haven't. And you might be in a position to help with clarification. Now, the third part of the role that everybody has is to challenge. This can be the one that's the most difficult to do. It can be the one that most people are uncomfortable with. 
it doesn't mean that you're looking for an argument or you're looking for conflict. If you hear something that's being said that's incorrect or maybe somebody's given an opinion that's ill-advised or ill-considered or maybe it's inappropriate, be prepared to challenge it. This doesn't have to be causing trouble if you do it respectfully and professionally. But you do have a role to challenge. I can think of an example where I had to do this. I was at a meeting and we were talking about workload for the GPs and the clinicians. And the discussion went on to identify ways that they could be helped. And in the end I said, well what about practice managers? Our workload is heavy too. We shouldn't be forgotten about. We need some help too. So if you do see something that maybe is inappropriate or something that's ill-advised or something that hasn't been considered, do be prepared to challenge. Now all that I've said is really about the role that you have if you're attending a meeting. But what if you're chairing the meeting? I think if you're chairing a meeting, remembering that everybody attending has that role to confirm, to clarify or to challenge really presents you an opportunity. You can begin your meetings by asking those attending to help you. You can challenge them to give their contribution, to make sure that they're clarifying, even if they've understood, asking them to make sure that everybody else does. And you can ask them to challenge you and any other speakers to make sure that everything is correct and appropriate. As the chair, you shouldn't allow the silence. Everybody has a role and you can hold them to account. You can make sure they contribute, they clarify and they challenge. And when they do this for you, reinforce the importance of it by thanking them for performing those roles. Emphasise the importance of what they've done and how they've helped the discussion, the decision and the value of the meeting. So in future, if you've got a meeting to attend, there isn't any need to sit quietly. Remember, you have a role to perform and your role is to contribute, to clarify and to challenge. And if your tendency is to sit quietly, give them a try and see how that helps. And if you are chairing a meeting, why not begin by asking those who are attending to help you and hold them to it? We often have too many meetings and too many of these can be a poor use of our time. But you can improve the situation by taking an active role in the meeting and that will make it more enjoyable for you. It's not difficult. All you need to do is to contribute, to clarify or to challenge. Thank you for listening to this Leadership in Practice podcast. You can find even more ideas and tools to help you improve your leadership in my book, Leadership in Practice, and my blogs posted on LinkedIn. If you'd like help with a leadership challenge, contact me at gary at leadershipinpractice.co.uk connect with me on LinkedIn or head on over to www.leadershipinpractice.co.uk it'll be great to connect with you if you want to be a regular listener to the show the easiest way is to subscribe on iTunes